right. Kathy Hageman, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us on the Frisco podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here with us. Tell me a little bit about you. We'll talk about Skim Basics in a few minutes, but I want to hear a little bit about you and how you came to be in Frisco and and get your business up and running here. I went to high school in Plano. And so this area of town, Plano, Frisco, Allen, McKinney, all that, that's like kind of home for me. Um, I have, I went to University of North Texas and got my degree there and um, went into the corporate world at a young age and um, was in aviation insurance. And then I went into telecommunications for 18 plus years and decided that um, it was a time for a change do something new and exciting. I've always loved skincare and hair and all that beauty stuff. If the if a new product came on the market, I was out there getting it, trying it, see, you know, did it work, not, and stuff like that. But I decided to open my business here in this location uh, because of, you know, I'm really familiar with the area. I'm familiar with Plano and um, my office was very close here. And so uh, my thinking was there's a lot of corporate um, new corporate businesses coming in this area, so I just thought it was a really good location um, to set up my shop. Very good. So just for everybody that's listening that maybe hasn't had a chance to visit you yet, where is the shop located? Um, I am in a Phoenix salon suite um, outside on the north side of Stonebriar Mall, uh, off of Gaylord Parkway. I'm in the we share the Markham Jewelers building, so we're up front and he's in the back. Uh, it's the little, I always tell everybody, it's the castle-looking building across from Boot Barn, and you can see Dick's Sporting Goods uh, from the parking lot. Okay, very good. Well, and growing up in Plano, you're, I mean, that practically makes you a native, right? I mean, oh, yeah. from the whole Frisco area, <laughs> which we don't see a lot of. Everybody seems to be from somewhere else. Oh, yeah, and the, and the changes have been, like, huge. Um, when my parents moved to Plano in 1969, so that tells you I've been here a long time. Wow. Uh we lived uh, right where 15th and Independence is. is that, that was at their house. There was nothing but farmland going north. I mean, in our back, and when you look at the back of our yard, that's all it was. And so um, we would have family come down every year. My dad would drive around and show them all the new development and the, you know, plan on going north. So, yeah, I've kind of watched it all evolved. And um, my parents actually left the Dallas area for about 10, 12 years. And when they came back, they were just shocked in all the changes. And uh, it's been pretty exciting. I, I think it's really, I, I love what Frisco's doing. Um, I like what the mayor's doing. And I'm just excited to see where this is all going to go. Well, there's a lot of exciting stuff still to come. So, so are we, because we get uh-huh. to talk about it all day long. Let's let's talk a little bit more about your business though. What what kinds of of services do you provide? I know it revolves around skincare, but can you maybe give us a little bit more detail on the types of things that you do? Right. Okay. So I'm a a Texas licensed esthetician. Um, In the state of Texas, you have to be licensed to to do this. I do um, skincare services and solutions for people that have acne issues um, that want to manage uh, growing old or, you know, the wrinkles and lines. Um, Also, for people that have no issues, um, just keeping good skin health, just like when you go to the dentist every year and have your teeth checked. I mean, it's always good um, to keep your skin in a healthy state because with the weather around Texas, one day it's cold, next day it's hot, changes a lot. It impacts our, um, our faces and our skin. Um, the treatments that I provide are 
uh, I try to be more customizable. So I don't, you know, I don't have a big laundry list of services on my menu at my site. Um, but I offer like LED treatments and that's a either blue light for acne or red light for wrinkles and fine lines. And that pumps the, the blue light will kill the P acne on the skin and the red light, uh, that frequency helps to stimulate the photoblast in our skin that, that produces the collagen elastin. So when you get out for that treatment, you're really glowing either one of those treatments. Um, I offer professional lines of, uh, skincare the line that um i'm using right now that i really really like it's oncology friendly it's a vegan line and it's gluten-free it really hits the masses of those people that really want to go the more natural route and i tend to do those kind of skincare lines i also do facial waxing so i'll do bra shaping and then any kind of waxing that they need on their face and then i'm also added this year uh skin tag removal and skin lesion removals so what that entails is if you have a skin tag, usually it's around your neck area. It's just a probe that I just like tap on the skin. It doesn't go underneath the skin. There's no bleeding, no anything like that. It's fairly quick. Um, there might be a little bit of pain involved. Everybody's different. But um, typically it's so quick you don't have to usually use numbing cream in that. But um, we, you get that instant result, that instant gratification that a lot of people like. So... Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. So when you were when you were getting this business up and running, uh, why what made you want to become an esthetician if you were leaving corporate America and and doing something new and different? What what attracted you to this business? Um I've always loved skincare. Um I love helping people. All my um combined corporate jobs have always been customer service. I'm very customer service centric. Um I like that relational building with clients. And so I just really um, I saw in the corporate environment how competitive it was. I mean, younger people coming in and um, older people going out. And I just really wanted to help people to feel better about themselves in any stage of their life. And that was really, that's really my purpose um, is the people to, you know, we each see our own flaws. I mean, I can look at you and think you look, you know, have great skin and stuff. And, and I've had people tell me, well, I've got something here and here and here. And so we're very critical of our own selves. And I know, you know, I want people to feel um, better about themselves on that front. And I can tell them, you know, well, if you have, you know, you want to work on this area, well, I'll tell you how to do it and the best approach and all that. So just really helping people. And it, it makes me feel good when someone walks out of here and they, they see a difference in their skin, even on a basic facial, they can walk out and say, oh, my, my skin feels more light or it feels smoother and I can just, and they look refreshed and they can see that. And, um, it just makes me feel good knowing that I'm Very helping. Good. And what about the, the process of becoming an esthetician? You said in Texas, you have to be licensed. Yes. What does that, what does that look like? How do you, um, is there... so the, yeah. So the state has, um, a cosmetology umbrella. So if you're going to be a hairdresser, or cosmetologist, you, you do one year of schooling, at an approved state school. And for estheticians, it's six months of schooling at a state-approved school. So I went to a school in Louisville, um, and I got 750 hours worth of skin, um, like the bacteria that can hit your skin, your muscles mm -hmm. in your face, your bone structure, uh, skin type, skin tones, um, anything related to the skin. That's what we covered for six months, and then uh, part of that 
uh, training you do on you do hands on on clients. So the school had people come in and we would um, do facials and treatments on them there during the school. So about so the whole six months um, was all concentrated in skin and um, the diseases and processes and protocols and um, skin types and all that stuff that you would, you need to know to do this job. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure it gives people a degree of comfort knowing that there's some training behind what you do as well. One of the services you talked about was skin tag removal. And I, I've noticed you had something in some literature that I saw that there were two different types or two different ways of removal. Did I, did I see that correctly? Um, well, the dermatologist can, like if you go in for a skin tag removal, he can cut it off mm-hmm. with scissors because I've had that personally done. Um, they can do the kind of treatment that I do. Um, and then I think there's a laser treatment that I've heard of. Um, I don't do the laser because you have to have the doctor for that. But the equipment that I have, it's legal that I can carry this. Um, and it's just because it's only hitting the surface. Um, anything that goes down to the, like the very layer that we see is like your epidermis. Anything that's really beneath the skin at a lower level is called the dermis. And that's where a doctor um, typically has to do and be involved in that. Um, I don't do any moles and I don't do warts. Um, I tell people that on a mole, you really need to see your doctor because a mole has roots to it and Mm -hmm. they typically will cut that out and then they biopsy it to make sure that it's not precancer or anything, you know, like that. So it's always, uh, I always tell people you're better off to go to the doctor and have that addressed. Um, I mean, unless, you know, if they don't, I'm not going to do it for them. They can, they'd have to find somebody else, but that's what I always tell them. Okay. And what is the type of treatment that you do though? I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay. So on the skin tag, all I do is I take a little probe and I just tap it. It's a high frequency machine and it, um, it's like hot, but it's like cold butter hitting a hot pan. It kind of evaporates that, that skin tag off the skin. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is it painful at all? It feels like a bee sting. Um, okay. because that area of the skin kind of heats up. And so they may be red. It depends on their skin type and that typically by the time they leave, they're not, you know, they really can't see anything. And it's only for the moment that I have that probe sitting, you know, tapping on them and everybody's different and it depends on where it is on your body. Most of the ones that I see are around the neckline because of the friction from our t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, some on the ladies is around the bra area, but it's usually uh, skin tags usually come up on a friction point um, on your skin or on your body. Um, and sometimes if you, um, if it runs in your family, you'll tend to have them more than not, uh, other people, but it, everybody's different on the pain tolerance. I've had people not even, you know, move or anything. And then I've had some people like they couldn't, couldn't really take it. So I just go slower with those people and, um, we might have to do a couple of sessions with them just to, you know, get them through it. But Okay. Very good. Yeah. I, I asked because I've been through having some removed not that long uh-huh. ago myself on the neckline, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, as you spoke of, uh-huh. and uh, I had them cut off and that was not very comfortable. I'll say that much. No. Um, so I just wonder how it kind of compares in terms of, uh, you know, the, the pain and effectiveness yeah. and, and healing time and all those sorts of things. It's probably very similar to that okay. because when they cut you, they it probably bled a little bit and then you scabbed up and same idea. I don't bleed. These don't bleed. So, uh, again, I don't no blood or anything like that. I tap it. It will, um, 
scab up. You don't pick at it or rub it or anything. And anywhere from two weeks to a month, depending on the person and their um, health issues or anything, um, mm-hmm. it usually typically falls right off. So okay, I don't know if good. that was the same with what happened with you, but it's probably very similar. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. So let's talk a little bit about skin care in general, because, uh, you know, as you said, many of us are very critical of ourselves and we notice our flaws um, more so than other people do. But for those of us that would like to get better about taking care of our skin on an ongoing basis so that the procedures and things that we need are uh, last longer or are less frequently needed. Uh, what, what recommendations would you give to people for better skin care on a day-to-day basis? They need to be washing their face every night. Um, you'd be surprised on how many people don't. And they would, and they need to be using SPF. Um, I'm a, uh, I go the natural route, but SPF is a big um, really impacts our skin and not in a positive way. Um, a lot of people, you know, back in the day would lay out in the sun. They still do, but lay out in the sun with the baby oil and that. And um, you, with the sun, you get the UVB, which is the burning rays, and you get the UVA, which is aging rays. So it just, the two combined does not help the skin. Um, that's where you get that hyperpigmentation, which are those little brown spots you get on your skin. Um, Staying out of the sun is a big thing. I tell people, um, if you have to be out, put the SPF on. But a lot of people also, they just don't wash their face at night. Um, Even women with all the makeup and stuff, we've got a lot of pollutants in the air. And washing your face at night will help clear all that out. Your face restores, your skin restores in the evening times while we're sleeping, uh, along with the rest of your other body functions. And so a clean face, serums and moisturizers, if, if, if some people can't go, don't want to do that, but at least washing your face is um, like a must for me. So, um, and then in the morning, that SPF when you're out and about. Do you wear that SPF sunblock of some kind every day? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I will tell you, I did not do that until I went to school because I was not, <laughs> seriously, I was not aware of how bad um, it was for your skin. Um, I'm kind of, like I said, more natural. Um, I've, I've done essential oils and stuff in my life and try to eat, you know, pretty healthy, but like, you know, being in the sun and getting that vitamin D, I was really on board with all that. But then when I went to school and saw what it could do and, and all the negative, you know, negative effects of that, um, yeah, I started religiously putting on that SPF every day. Yeah. That seems to be the prevailing the wisdom is just keep the sun off your skin as much as possible, mm-hmm. but maybe hopefully you've got the expertise. Maybe you can help me sort this out. I, mm-hmm. I know that the sun is hard on our skin. Those UV rays are very hard on our skin. And yet don't we need sunlight to produce vitamin D and naturally, and don't we need some exposure as well? And how does that balance yeah, out? You, yeah. And I hear, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You do, but you don't need to be out there like what, five minutes, maybe you're going to get enough of that absorption. Mm. What happens is people are going out and they don't put the SPF on and they're out there for extended periods of time. And then, you know, then all that yeah. damage happens, you know, it, what five, 10 minutes, you're going to get a good absorption of that vitamin D. So yeah, I hear what you're saying on that. Um, okay. That's good to know. I didn't realize you could, that, that little exposure was really right. all your body needed. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things you also mentioned is the, the brown spots that can come from the UVA mm-hmm. rays. 
So another, this is kind of on a personal note, but I have some of those on my head because I used to drive a convertible and I'm bald and uh-huh. I kept sunblock in my car, but I didn't put it on all the time. Right. Is there anything that can be done about those? Uh, you can get laser treatments done for that. Um, that's probably your fastest route if that's something you're interested in. Um, but what happens is, is that our skin is a pigment color. And so what you're seeing is a cluster of that pigmentation that looks like a brown spot. It's all clustered together really close. And what it, if you do it a, with a route with me, I do like a whitening, a natural whitening treatments on you. And it's a series that has to be done. And what we do is you exfoliate your skin and you're speeding up that turnaround time of those cells so that, that you will slough off those brown spots. And okay, interesting. And the serum that, uh, that minimizes that brown from continuing to develop. Okay. Good to know. I was just kind of thought I was stuck with it and that's just the way it was. And I should have worn more sunblock, but it sounds like I have options. So that's You do have options. Yes, you do have options. All right. Very good. Well, Kathy, tell us if people want to learn more about you, about your business, if maybe they're already interested in scheduling an appointment, uh, they have something they want to come in and see you about, where is the best place for them to find you? Um, They can call me. Um, my number is 972-217-4580. Um, or they can see me at my site, which is skin basic with an X dot biz. So it's S K I N B A S I X dot biz. All my clients can text or call me. And I actually have had new clients call me or text me on that number. Um, my clients get after-hour support, meaning if I'm not asleep or with a client and they have a question, I will answer my text to them. Um, yeah, we love that kind of personal personal touch. That's very good. Well, we'll be sure to link all of those up in the show notes. And uh, again, you're in the you said it's the castle-like building north of Stonebriar Mall. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sure to put the uh, address and everything out there so that people can find you very easily and make sure they've got your phone number and all that stuff. What about social media? Are you doing anything, Facebook, Twitter, any of that fun stuff? Yep, I do it all. I do uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Uh, but Instagram's a good one for you as well. It's probably very visual. Yeah, Stuff yeah. To share. <laughs> I've got, I, I need to be better at it, but yes, it is. I have a lot more on the Facebook. Um, a lot of my ad, um, like uh, specials and stuff are on the Facebook, and then we port what we can over to the Instagram. All right. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. It's hard to believe that time goes by so fast, but you're providing a great service and it's a very nice personal touch you have. So uh, wish you well and continued success here in Frisco. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, before I go, I actually almost forgot my final question. Uh-huh. You've been around for a while. You are, we'll call you a native because you grew up in Plano. Do mm-hmm. you have any favorite restaurants or things to do or places to go in Frisco? Well, I just went to the neighborhood services and that area over there by the Ford Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. That was a really great restaurant. I like new stuff. I like all the new restaurants and stuff. Um, and also like, um, Bonnie Roos restaurant Mm -hmm. over there on Lebanon. Third watch that restaurant on Preston road. That's another good one. I don't think I've been there yet, but certainly know the first two well. And yeah, if if you like new things, then you're going to have a lot to look forward to in the coming years here in Frisco. Exactly. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right, Kathy. Well, thanks again. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. For all of you that are listening in on the Frisco Podcast, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. 